0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Another edition of the Five Coaches Corner every week with you here, Joshua Cook along with Dennis the II, Brian Randall of those Randall Lions, and Rick LeFavers of those Ridgepoint Panthers. Well, coaches, um, three weeks into this thing, and uh Coach LeFavers, probably a good feeling coming in on this Monday, coming off a nice fifty-six-nothing win. Uh just talk about what you would you like in the game against Fort Ben Bush. It seemed like y'all got some things going offensively for sure.
1: Uh, just, you know, again, always good to get a win. Uh, I was pleased with, um, you know, how we played from start to finish and, I uh, thought we prepared well. It started with our practice is really the first week we got to practice, uh, since we started back in August, uh, 1st or 10th, um, that we didn't have to go in the gym or do some type of heat index, you know. Shortening practice or take shoulder pads off, so it really helps. Just getting a full week of practice in, and and um, uh, always good to start district out one to know.
0: And for you, Coach Randall, I know tough loss on Saturday, one point one point loss. Uh, just talk about that one as you've had some time to kind of reflect on it and come in on a Monday morning.
2: It was a rough week of practice. It was a rough week of practice. I mean, the kids played hard. That's the thing. Like the boys, the boys played hard. They played hard. It was a lot of different factors. It was hot. This year out there. It was it was hot. They sent the bands in, sent the cheerleaders in, sent dance in, but everybody kind of persevered. And you know, where our, our colors, I love the way they look, but that black jersey, that black on black, wasn't ideal Saturday Saturday at noon. So it was a warm game, but the, the kids, like I said, the kids played hard. Kids played hard. We just a couple calls go the other way, then the outcome's different.
3: Coach Randall, you, and we talked a little bit afterwards about you guys started 2-0 and mm-hmm. now it's your first varsity game, and how do how do you deal with losing and how do kids come back from that? What are, they, what are the response like? What do you – I know it's still early in this week, obviously, but what's kind of been – what you? what's your vision of, like, how they responded to that loss? They, they just
2: need to bounce back. So the biggest thing is getting them to understand that you, you beat yourself. It wasn't anything they did. It was just us not executing. Like you're there, and then sometimes maybe you miss the tackle. It was probably on seven different occasions. We run right by the guy with the ball. You know, I mean that offense. That offense is tricky. It's mm-hmm. tricky. And I mean, they, they does a good job, but like I said, the boys, the boys played hard. They fought hard. It was just we just didn't have enough. You know, just ultimately didn't have enough.
3: I know it was a big week too, because there's this new coming thing, and I, and I only started hearing about that like within the last couple of years. But what's your understanding of? new coming I guess it's obviously for new schools but like how much of a distraction is that for kids at a new school when you're still developing traditions and stuff well I mean it's
2: it's great for the school it's great for the community but for the football coach and the football team it's it's not necessarily great because one we're fighting because we don't have we don't have that senior leadership Mm -hmm. you know we had a lot of have you ever chased a squirrel I have not have you ever chased a squirrel well go chase a squirrel that's kind of like it (laughs) <laughs> like a, a day we're in the high school like chasing squirrels man I trying to cats because they're so you know they're just young kids man they're just young kids and they get they get caught up in it so that's the that's probably the one thing if I just had to complain that would be it is just trying to keep them focused but again I mean my attention span is not the longest so it's just we're just battling battling that just just the maturity levels but we'll we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. I just wish we would have played hindsight, play in the evening. But, you yeah. know, I mean, you had, you had to have the homecoming dance. Yeah. So you had to move the game up so you could have the dance that night because if you have the game at six, well, they're not – the boys aren't going to be able to tend to dance. So you try to you try to do your best to kind of work with everybody. And, again, I mean, if we had a couple stadiums, <laughs> that, that might have changed some things yeah. too. You, had, yeah. you got six schools sharing that one – that one stadium, so that's a whole other different issue. Yeah, hey, we, hey join the club. We got eleven <laughs> high schools
1: in
3: <laughs> <turn> one stadium. <laughs> Coach, I want to ask you too, because obviously Mercer got renovated last last year, so only Hall was pretty much it. y'all having played kind of like a rogue schedule and now. The same thing with All Stadium being renovated this year. Now Mercer just look. What kind of logistical challenges does that present, and is is Are those challenges overblown for the outsiders or are they legitimate? Like, Hey, this is tough to deal with.
1: Uh, I think currently we're kind of past all that. I think this summer it was a a nightmare for our athletic director, uh, Dina Scott, who does a, you know, just a tremendous job and a phenomenal leader. And she had a lot of moving parts that she had to, uh, you know, to get our base schedule and coordinate with other districts and finding stadiums and, and, such, and, and according to, you know, how you flipped when UIL, you know, that your number that you got, so are you a home team and, you know, can you play on this night, et cetera. And um, it, it was, it was tough, but I think once the schedule is set, you know, it's, it's no different. I mean, would, well, like we went to Tully last week or the home team, I mean, Tully's a great stadium, um, you know, maybe an extra 10 minute bus ride uh, between between here and, and what we would have been playing at Mercer, so, um, you know, we're back at Mercer we're at Mercer this year for the first time. Um, so it'll be an in district stadium, but we're the visiting team, you know. Yeah. So next week we go to Alvin Memorial, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> for a home game. So, uh, it, again, it is what it is. It's really doesn't doesn't matter uh, that much to us.
3: What all did you think you? got answered with that big win over bush saturday to open district play now i mean obviously we talked about a new season 1-0 and being in district play but what things did you see answered by the way y'all performed uh just more consistency we
1: we still have so much to to get better on um you know still just mistakes that that we're getting away with i guess you could say that that um that we're not gonna be able to get away with uh down the road you know it's gonna eventually come uh bite us in the butt so we just gotta you know continue to play at a high level and work to play at a high level execute offensively defensively we're playing you know really good right now um but uh just little things that you know we we improved on uh, penalties the whole game but um just execution early a little, little sloppy but um once we got rolling and, and the game got going, it, it was good uh, and got a lot of people involved.
3: And now you're going against a third team in, in the last four weeks where it's a program with expectations, tradition, coming off a great year and expected to have another great year in Hightower. How how do you want things to be different, and how do you think your boys will be better prepared for this game after having faced the Westlake and Dickinson early on in the season?
1: uh i mean they're going to you know high tires going to be extremely athletic and physical and and uh it's kind of that neighborhood brawl if you yeah. will um kind of reminds me back of the 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 lamar and terry days you know where kids kind of grew up knowing each other and literally across the street sometimes and and uh we haven't been able to play each. Other. I think 2017 or it was the last time they played, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. They've only we've only played four times, yeah, um, exactly. in, in the history. So, um, so they'll you know I think everybody's been talking you know the last <laughs> few years of well what if these two teams played with with both both uh, High Tower and Rich Point success. So there'll be a lot of natural energy and juice you know uh, on that night. But uh, just looking forward to our kids you know playing hard and just. Uh, continue to get better and and uh, trying
3: to be, you know, again two and zero in district. Coach Ryan, I know you guys are starting district this week, right? You're going to Brian. Um, yeah,
2: we're not starting district yet, though.
3: Okay, yeah. it's still not district. Okay.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, um,
3: sir. when do y'all start district? Uh,
2: we got there next.
3: Okay. Yes. Sir. Um, so what do you, what are you looking for specifically out of this next game against Brian, and, and as far as response and just. You said your kids obviously played hard Saturday, not the most ideal circumstances, but right. like what do you, how will you know if they kind of answered the
2: bell a little bit? We we just have to execute. We have to execute because we had, we had our chances again, like we should have. Honestly, if you're at the game, we, we won the ball game. It's just yeah. ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you, you end up losing, but we just we just have to execute. We have to slow down and walk and talk a little bit more. On Mondays, that's what we do. You know, I mean, it's purpose-filled Mondays, so we, slow down and we're going to do a lot of teaching and be a lot, a lot of teaching because ultimately if we put the kids there and if they don't make the play, well, Hey, we, we put them there. The kid was where he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. not his turn to execute. So that's the, that's the biggest thing with the coaching piece of it. That I was telling the guys, just make sure the kids are there because you know, we have blown coverages and things like that. That's, that's on coach, you know, but if the kid's there and the other kid makes a play. Hey, kid was there. So be it, you know, but they're big, man. Brian's huge. Yeah, God.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> huge, 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 huge. Um,
3: I don't know how much football y'all watched yesterday, as far as the NFL. I know locally, there's a big thing with the Texans about Lovey Smith playing for a tie. He, he, punted and going for it like a fourth and three in uh, Indiana Abas territory. That decision, I'm just playing for a tie and some of those decisions a coach has to make when it comes down to the, that type of game situation. First of all, I don't know if you saw, what did you think of that situation and go, being a coach at this, at the high school level, what are some of the toughest situations, decisions you have to make out there that maybe a lot of people don't realize or understand?
1: Man,
2: there's
1: a lot in that question.
3: <laughs> there was, there was, I was trying
1: yeah, to were uh I saw, I saw a little bit. Uh, um, uh, the the heading into overtime, I, it was on the TV in the staff in the uh, staff room. And um, I, I I remember um, we kind of had to remind ourselves, why didn't he go for it? And, and the problem is in high school, I think we would have went for it. And here's the reason why is because in high school, typically, if, if you don't get it, the field goal kicker, uh, you have much more um, distance to play with. Uh, mm-hmm. Defensively, mm-hmm. to keep them out of field goal range. In the NFL, okay. if I recall correctly, yesterday, I mean, they only had to if 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 Lovey doesn't get it in regulation that first down. Um, I, I mean, I think the Colts had maybe ten yards to get, maybe fifteen at most, and they're in field goal range, yeah. you know, to win it. So, because um, I, I remember, I was like, oh, what are they doing, you know? And and then I was okay. NFL field goal kickers, you know, they
2: (laughs) they typically don't miss and they can hit from 50,
1: you know, plus out. So, um, you know, in high school, I think that decision's uh, a little bit easier at that distance. Um, But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes uh, punting, you know, when to when to go for it and when to not Um, the stage of the game and just the feel, you know, um, I think. As a coach, you're always trying to stay on schedule. So, you know, you're struggling running the ball, you're struggling throwing the ball, and and what is that first and second down call going to look like? You know, to try to keep you on schedule. Um, I think those can be tough decisions sometimes. But um, I don't know, Brian. What, what, I mean, punting, I guess sometimes yeah, you're in that kind of no man's land. I don't, I don't mean, know what else
2: would be really, and really kicking tough. a field goal. It depending on if you're going to kick a field goal or, or go for it, because. Just, I mean, just, just yeah. snapping the ball, getting it down there, getting it set, that's a process in itself. Because yeah. we could have, uh, we got our kid It is, especially in high school. I, right. I I agree. Um, right, right. So, because we, yeah. we could have, we were going to take the points. We're on about about, I guess, the 20. And our kicker could probably kick it. And he can make, he can make them in practice, right? Well, it's just, this the execution from snapping the ball to getting the whole, you know, holding and sitting the ball down. A couple weeks ago. You know we, we fudged that up several times right and then they pick it up and i mean i scored one time on it so you just kind of those things running your head that's why we went for it on fourth and four yeah. instead of just running the field goal team out there the kicker's got a leg and Gia can kick it it's just the the operation of yeah, yeah. Operation. and i tell you
1: just like you said it, a block can change the momentum you know i'd rather almost get stopped on fourth down um then have a blocked kick sometimes that juices in my opinion can juice a team up uh the opponent up if you will and and that ball can be live and scoop and score and all of a sudden it's a different ball you a a 14 point turnaround or 10 point turnaround everyone look at it so
3: for either of y'all does analytics play any role at all when when it comes to games nowadays and if so about when was the time when when you saw the influence of analytics start really making an impact.
1: I don't know. You start seeing it on the, the uh, on uh, you know, hearing about it on on TV and stuff with the college and NFL and um, and such. We've uh, most recently have have subscribed. I guess you know there's some third party analytics analytic companies mm-hmm. that will um, take your film and give you some some analytics, if you will uh, on a high school level. Um, it's not near as in depth as maybe the collegiate NFL, but, um, but nonetheless, you, you know, you send them your film and, and, and data and such, and they'll give you, um, and, and, and I'll give you the example, uh, the, the Taska Ceda game. I mean, it, it, it played out very, very, um, similar in the, in the third round last year of kind of what it predicted and, and two good teams and, and such. And, we just didn't make some of the field goals, you know.
2: So, I, I feel like it all started with huddle, because huddle will give you the what's next. You know, like if you put everything in there, and then you run the report. And I mean, it. it I always feel like it was cheating a little bit, and my guys kind of kind of cheating a little bit. But I feel like it all it all kind of started with huddle. And huddle, if you upload all your stuff in there, they they kick it back, and you know, they're twenty five percent pass here. You know, what's next? Like, what to expect next? And if you study the sheet, you know, and it's, it's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah. A lot of questions yesterday around NRG stadium, as people didn't know, even the players after the game were like, we don't know how to feel about this. We didn't win and we didn't lose. So it's kind of interesting. Like I think Matt. I'll tell you what was
1: weird to me and I, and I'm not a Colts fan, but I, you know, it's in overtime. Um, they had uh, two timeouts, and I don't know, a minute or so to go on their own, you know, backed up. And they throw like a tailback flare pass, you know, mm-hmm. on their first play. He gets tackled. And, and I mean, and then, and then it's kind of conceded at that point. Like there's no down the field, Hail Mary wow. shot. Just to I, I, that, I thought that if I'm a Colts fan, I thought that was kind of weird, you know. But,
2: but a, a yeah, tie's
1: was, better than the, kind the, of the interesting. I, I, and I will say this: so there's no rankings. That's one thing. You know, like in college, you're you know, and 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 such, and bragging rights, and all that stuff. But in the NFL, those I, I think a tie, kind of like in baseball. I mean, it 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 can help you uh, record-wise, if I'm not mistaken. So as funny as it sounds, it is better than a loss. Definitely uh, better than a maybe loss. like soccer, I guess too. You know. <laughs>
0: So weirdly enough, in the AFC South this week, going into week two of the NFL season, there's not a team with a win. Two teams with the tie and two teams with a loss. So uh, if sports. I'm not mistaken,
1: too, the, the Cowboys were the, the the one that screwed it up for the <laughs> NFC. Everybody got wins but them. My my dad's I, I still have, a big I have not emotionally
0: family. recovered from the disaster. First, okay. I'm a cowboy. A I mean I like both
1: I mean, you know I'm a Houston. I grew up in North Texas, so I love the Cowboys uh, yeah. growing up and stuff. But um and they're hard to love right now. And and the Texans, <laughs> I love them too, because it's my hometown team now. But God, they're yeah. hard to they're hard to, yes. I mean, both teams are just so hard to cheer for yes. right now.
0: Well, and the hardest part about last night is I'm watching, I grew up a Cowboys fan, I grew up in Central Texas, and that's what was on all the time was the Cowboys. And I see the replay of Dak's hand go smacking against the helmet. Then I get see it smacked again. Then I see the doctor on the side doing this, and he's doing this. And I'm like, like no, no. And then all of a sudden they run him back, and I'm like, he broke something. I'm like, he definitely broke something. And sure enough, right after the game, he's out four to six weeks. And I'm like, well, welcome to the twenty. Uh, hey, at least as a Cowboys fan, the 2022 season lasted for only three hours. My hope was dashed in three hours this year. So it was a, it was a quick death for a Cowboys against in 2022. <laughs>
2: good point. Good point. <laughs> we,
0: they didn't give us, they didn't give us a false sense of hope coach. They didn't give us a false sense of hope for happening. Oh, I know. Cause if, if, if the
1: Cowboys won, it, it'd been, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. You know, <laughs> they have been straight to that <laughs> after
0: one game. After one game. Yeah. The college game was crazy too. I don't know. I, I know y'all work on Saturdays and stuff. I know you had a game, but man, Appalachian state going into college station and, being the aggies, i mean when when you're kind of like an underdog like that, do players just kind of like no – like bets are off the table, we're just gonna give it all we have to try and do something special here
1: yeah i think I think app's kind of the new you know Boise you know I think Boise started that trend, kind mm-hmm. of the giant killers and then I think t c u was kind of right on their coattails, you know when they were coming up through the the whack before they went to big twelve um you know uh, Georgia Southern's kind of like that too has has read but App State's kind of taken over i think they're kind of the the mid or was the 1AA that would beat some people and then now they're 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 division 1 and and uh you know they they got good athletes and and there's they're in a good little you know surrounding s- recruiting area in the south and they probably get a lot of those 2 star 3 stars like the Boise's and and TCU's used to get mm-hmm. That are just freaking good high school players, but they're not 6'4, 280. So Alabama's not recruiting them and and such. You know, they're 6'1, 240, but they're just they're really good players. And um, I, I you know, again, chip on your shoulder and all that kind of stuff too. I think plays a lot. Uh, maybe a little bit AM going in the game over conf. I, you know, I don't know. I didn't see it anything, but you know, talent-wise, there's there's probably not a comparison on paper. But that's what's awesome about football and athletics
0: is well, you still got to line game. it up play,
2: you know. Yeah. Everything to gain, nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, at the end of the day, they had already gained. They already got their $1.5 million check in the mail. So, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, all right, we, we go in there and get a win. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be great. Hey, they, they're yeah. not the only ones. How about
1: Marshall at Notre Dame?
0: Yeah. yeah. Georgia
1: Southern, they beat someone too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think
0: Georgia Southern beat Nebraska, didn't they? Yep. Yeah is that what? yeah they broke yeah.
1: i think i didn't nebraska had some long home game yeah. winning streak or non conference winning streak something um washington state going into big you know wisconsin which i wouldn't have, have guessed that either uh, i know it's two power fives but still you know there's a lot of a
0: lot of upsets <clears throat> yeah i think the washington state quarterback cam ward is from the houston area Col- i think he played at west columbia so he w- he went to iwu Incarnate Word for a couple oh was that
1: the kid that went to Ida? yeah mm-hmm. okay and yeah, he transferred
0: to the, Washington State so he's the real you know, deal. It's it's kind of interesting you know the transfer portal it's kind of interesting you got to remember where all these kids like you yeah. know a couple steps ago where they <laughs> where they were so um all right well I think that that'll do it for this week we talked a little college football a little home, homecoming dances and stuff like that which I know coaches are all fired up about homecoming dances and getting ready for that. <laughs> And also, if I can get video <laughs> this week, Dennis, of you chasing a squirrel for next week's episode, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. We'll hey, rule
1: here. Here's here's. So our homecoming, we play Thursday, and then the dance on Friday. I mm-hmm. always try to get that on a different day, man. That, no, that I, and that, that might was, been out of your mm-hmm. control, but that is the worst distraction, man. That and fair day. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a lot. It's a whole lot, but man, we. That was all we could do. That's you, you know you have to work and try to yeah. do what's best for for the whole campus, and that yeah. was the that was the only thing we could do was play at eleven o'clock to where they could still all go to the go to the dance. And I was talking to a couple people yesterday, and they're like, "Well, did you ever think to have the game Saturday at the normal time, and then just have the dance the following week?" And that never that never crossed my mind. Did you so, have
1: to have that game as your as your new coming game? Could you pick a different game or?
2: You know, you know how it is when you're picking those games. You want you want games that you feel confident about, you know, mm-hmm. that you feel good about. And I didn't – we didn't have many home games. Right. So, but I didn't want to do a schedule at Huntsville for, <laughs> for new coming, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, good a, point. Or, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah or, or Lake Creek, one of those guys, you know. So, it's just – it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. But, hey, we all we all have to go through it. We all have to go through it, so. Hey, Coach,
3: that's, that's doing the section where you all really showed up. Really well, considering 11 a.m. early morning and that heat. Yeah, pretty it's,
2: impressive. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be a great place. It's going to be a great place. We just got to stay the course. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great place, and we're going to do some special things here. We got a great group of kids. For great sure. group of kids. Yes, sir. We
0: we tackle so many amazing topics here on this show. Coach Randall telling us oh, to tra- chase squirrels, when to schedule your homecoming dance, and should have Lovey should Lovey Smith have hunted on fourth and three from the 49. So many questions on this Monday morning. So we appreciate you, coaches. We'll see y'all next week again. Good luck this week. I don't know y'all got bye weeks and stuff like that. I know it's kind of that. I don't think Coach Lafavors your bye weeks not until like week ten or eleven, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I go, I go ten straight.
0: So Woo.
1: buckle up, yeah. buckle
0: up, and ice down. <laughs> yeah. All right, the coaches corner every single week here on Bite Me. To appreciate Coach Randall, Coach Lafavors for your time. We'll see everybody back here at the same time, same place next week.
2: Thank you.